Welcome, good people of the internet. You are listening to the second episode of the Catbird Podcast. My name is Kaya, and today's topic will have a lot of information in it, so I will try to cover everything that's happened in the last couple of days. Basically, on Tuesday, YouTube announced major changes to the way that creators can monetize their channels. Uh, They have created more restrictions on who can join their monetization program, and it's caused a lot of controversy in the YouTube community. Now, before I go into what the changes are, I'm just going to talk briefly about what monetization is. And monetization is the partner program that YouTube provides its creators that allows them to make money off of their content. Um, Basically, what YouTube does is they let their creators run ads on their videos and the creators will get a cut of the money depending on how many ads are run on their videos. Uh, monetization provides some preferential treatment on um, so videos that are monetized get preferential treatment so they'll be coming up more in the search algorithms will be suggested more than non monetized content and that's going to be a big issue uh, further along in our discussion and if you are an entertainment company and you own the copyright to say music or movies you can claim other people's content if they are using those music and movies in your in their videos and run ads on their videos to make the money instead of them making the money. Uh, that's not relevant to the changes that were made this week, but I just wanted to cover all the bases on what monetization is. Now, the history of monetization is a little bit long. When YouTube first came out, it was very difficult for people to become monetized. You had to have an arbitrary amount of subscribers. You just had to have a lot of subscribers. Uh, You had to apply to YouTube and hope that they would accept your application. Sometimes YouTube would reject people on the basis of their category. PewDiePie actually said that YouTube, even when he had tens of thousands of subscribers, did not want to invest in the partner program in a gaming channel. Um, This caused a lot of people to join what are called multi-channel networks which are basically supposed to be management companies for YouTube uh, channels, but they are very controversial because for a lot of smaller channels, they don't give them the um, enough attention that they need or are giving revenue for. Uh, basically, multi-channel networks had a partnership with YouTube where any channel that signed up with them would automatically get monetized and they'd make a portion of the revenue from their monetization. Uh, This changed in about 2011. Um, It was showing that multi-channel networks were being stretched thin. They were taking on way too many channels. So YouTube started opening up the application process so that really anybody could join who wanted to join. Now, as we all know, YouTube has suffered some controversies over the years. In March, February area, they had what was called the adpocalypse, where a lot of advertisers were pulling out because they found out that their ads were being put on controversial videos. Um, Not excluding the whole PewDiePie controversy, they found that a lot of ads were being run on terrorist propaganda, uh, inappropriate content, just stuff that advertisers were like, why why are my ads being shown on here? I don't want my ads being associated with this. So in April of 2017, YouTube made it so that you had to have at least 10,000 views on your channel over the lifetime to be able to even apply. And then they would review whether you had copyright strikes or anything like that. Now, on Tuesday, uh, what happened is they announced that there are more restrictions. 
they found that their current restrictions were not enough to prevent people from abusing the system. So what they did is they said that in order to apply for monetization, you needed at least 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 hours worth of watch time within the last 12 months. Now, if you don't know what watch time is, it's just a YouTube analytic that they use for their own purposes. Uh, you really can't control it other than making really interesting content that people watch through the whole thing because watch time is measured by how many people watch your videos for how long. So for example, if you have a two minute video with two viewers and one person watches 30 seconds and the other person watches a minute, your total watch time on your channel would be one minute and 30 seconds. So it's a really weird measurement that they have, but that's their measurement that they're always pushing. Um, these changes have made a lot of smaller creators very upset. Uh, why would that be? Basically, anybody who was being monetized before, um, who does not meet these thresholds, are not being grandfathered in. Uh, many creators also feel that these restrictions are hard to obtain, um, especially because monetized videos are given priority over non-monetized videos, so they think that their content's not going to be found and it's going to smother them. And a lot of people are pretty upset because they think that this is one of their responses to the Logan Paul controversy that happened at the beginning of the year. They also feel that hurting small creators doesn't stop the big ones from doing bad things. Uh, it turns out this is not a response to the Logan Paul video. There were uh, other restrictions made for the Google Preferred program that would affect people like Logan Paul. I'm not going to really go into that so much as it's not really the controversial thing in this, but a lot of people do feel that they're being punished. They're also feeling that YouTube does not communicate well with its creators. They have not um, communicated in the past. They're very vague. They're not answering questions. A lot of people are confused as to what features are being taken away from going monetized to demonetized. Um, but YouTube has several reasons for going through with this plan. Uh, the first one is to stop spammers from re-uploading content for easing money. They had a huge issue where people would just take what big creators were doing and re-uploading it on their channel, and it was really easy to get views into apply and get money. This was also a response to the inappropriate children's videos that were being promoted on the YouTube app. Now, this was a controversy that has been going on for a while. For people who don't know, um, YouTube's algorithms are built so that cartoon characters are generally automatically put on their YouTube Kids app. Um, the other thing that people were doing to make sure that this was insured was they were using very little vo vo voices, so they were not speaking during the video, so the algorithm would not pick up on inappropriate language. But what people were doing is they were editing these cartoon characters, such as Peppa Pig and Paw Patrol, to do inappropriate situations. So it could be sex, assault, suicide. They also found that some family channels were verging on child abuse. Um, this is a problem, obviously, because this content is not appropriate for anybody, but children have a tendency, one, to not understand what they're watching, but two, also watch it over and over and over again. So a lot of these videos were getting millions and millions and millions of views, and therefore their creators were making a crap ton of money. Uh, this was a problem for over a year. A lot of YouTubers referred to it as Elsagate because they were using Elsa and Spider-Man 
in inappropriate situations, Elsa being the most one of the most popular Disney characters there is. <clears throat> and a lot of big YouTubers actually reported on this. PewDiePie and uh, H3H3 reported on this. They made videos about this. But it didn't get caught, or YouTube didn't do anything about it until mainstream media made a an article about it in the New York Times. Uh, the article came out in November of 2017, and that's when YouTube said, oh yeah, we're going to finally crack down on it. They decided to hire 10,000 moderators, they deleted a bunch of videos, they deleted a bunch of channels, um, but these restrictions are also supposed to help prevent something like that so that their channels can actually be reviewed. Um, they actually halted reviewing any monetization applications and were overwhelmed. Uh, and this caused problems for a lot of channels because a lot of channels were leaving their multi-channel networks. And when you do that, you have to reapply for monetization. But basically, um, their new restrictions are a large response to the children's issue um, and then slightly to the Logan Paul issue. Um, and then one of the biggest, maybe not the biggest, but it's a third reason as to why they put these restrictions in place there's just not enough ad stock as it is. Uh, this means many monetizable videos were not having ads run as there just wasn't enough ads to fill all the slots. Uh, YouTube actually calculated it. They said about 99% of the small creators that did not meet these restrictions didn't even make $100 a year. Most of them didn't even make $2 or $3 per month. So it's not worth it for them to provide ad space for these people just like in entertainment, if you have a show with low ratings, you're not going to give it a great time slot because you're not just you're just not going to get the ad revenue out of it, and it hurts other shows that could be getting more ad revenue. Um, it should be noted that the CEO of YouTube, Susan, I can't even pronounce her last name, so I'm not even going to try, announced changes to the monetization uh, program in December in a blog post, but this ended up pissing off a lot of people. Um, the YouTube has several Twitter accounts. One of them is YouTube Creators, and this is how they use uh, this is how what they use to socially communicate with creators. So if you follow them, you'll have the latest YouTube news, even if they don't email you. Um, I agree that this was not an appropriate channel for them to keep referencing. Basically, when people were like you know, why aren't you doing this, or is this a response to the Logan Paul situation? They just kept referencing this blog post. And to be honest, if you're not in the tech sector, you're not going to be following a professional blog. And you should, as a professional, be emailing people and emailing clients, as you can't just assume that people are going to be reading your blogs. Not only that, I didn't even know uh, the CEO had a blog that she was making posts on until a couple days ago, so that should tell you how inappropriate it was to try to keep referencing this blog post as proof that it had nothing to do with Logan Paul. Anyway, that's just a side note. Um, getting Going along and going forward, there is a lot of confusion around these changes. Uh, as I said, YouTube is generally terrible at communication. They're extremely vague. If you ever ask them a question, they literally just copy and paste their terms of service or their help guide, which is usually just as unclear. Um, so just so people know, uh, a lot of people know that think, a lot of people think that for some reason, end cards and customizable thumbnails 
are now not going to be accessible to non-monetized YouTubers. Um, this is not true around 2010-2011. YouTube allowed even non-monetized channels to uh, create custom thumbnails and change title cards. Um, end cards came later, but that was always open. The one thing that does change for non-monetized channels is they can't link outside websites on their end cards, so that means they can't link merch sites, info sites, or blogs. Um, they just can't use links, but they can link to other videos on their channel, and they can put subscribe buttons at the end of their end cards. Um, big YouTubers are supporting these requirements. Uh, they say there's little money to be made here anyway, and it keeps people... Uh, from lo looking to make a quick buck and creating crappy content just for the sake of making money. Uh, Philip DeFranco came out and he said that basically you should always plan to make money from YouTube, not on YouTube, which basically means use YouTube as a platform to promote your other businesses, uh, not just expect to make your sole income off of YouTube. So you can make merch, you can promote to your outside websites, you can do SoundCloud, you can ask for sponsors, you can do Patreon and the Brave Internet Browser. Uh, many small creators are getting irritated at the big YouTubers, uh, complaining that it's not as easy to get subs as they do. And they're saying that they're forgetting what it was like back in the day. Uh, this is a dumb argument. Everybody starts from the bottom. And like I said, it was actually much harder to get monetized. And a lot of people got screwed over before YouTube actually opened up its monetization process. So it's just people complaining for the sake of complaining for this argument. <clears throat> now, what I think of the changes, um, I agree with them for the most part. I think it's uh, ridiculous to even think about applying for monetization if you're not making enough money or getting enough views to make money in the first place. It's a little presumptuous. YouTube is not a job. People can make money off of it, but they don't give you a hiring contract. You're not guaranteed income. You're not guaranteed any money. They're actually doing you a favor by letting you run ads at all on your content and letting you get paid for it. Um, many of the people I've seen complaining were not consistent uploaders, or if they were, they were just a newer channel. So they had been uploading within the last year or so. Some were complaining because they had videos that were cash cow videos, as in they had one video that went viral for whatever reason, um, and they were making money off of that. But the other issue when I saw their channel and they were complaining about losing their cash cow was that they only had like a couple other videos on their channel that were uploaded within the last, I don't know, four or five years. It's dumb. There were very few channels that I saw that actually had been uploading consistently for many, many years and didn't have enough sub subscribers. Um, most of those people actually just accepted. They said, you know what? It is what it is. I'm doing this for fun. And that should be the object or the goal anyway. YouTube was never meant to be a job. It was always meant for people to share things like Facebook's not a job. I mean, you can work for Facebook, but I don't know many people who are making a lot of money off of Facebook. Um, it was always meant to be a hobby. It was always meant to do stuff for fun. It was always just to share with your friends your dumb ideas. So for you to be incentivized by a couple dollars every month, maybe it needs to be reconsidered what you're doing it for. Um, I don't think $2 every month is 
really worth being concerned over it. If you're that concerned over losing that money, you kind of have to rethink what you're doing. Um, the other thing is that when you're doing it for money and you're saying that the money's incentivizing you, viewers can see when you're doing it for money. It's very apparent in your passions and what you're doing and how you're acting. And people can smell BS. It just, it is what it is. Um, there are several big YouTubers that I've seen that it's very clear that they have only changed their channel to try to get money out of it, are complaining that they're not getting enough views, therefore not enough money, blaming YouTube. Realistically, it's them and their content and their passion. And people come for your passion and maybe whatever hobby you're doing. You know, I've seen channels succeed where they're just redesigning Barbie dolls or reshaping them. And they only upload every few months, but they still get a ton of subscribers because it's just so interesting. Um, the other problem is, is that not everyone's going to be good enough to get people's attention. It's just how life is. You know, not everyone's meant to be in the 1% or in the top percent of moneymakers on any, in any professional field. You know, it's, it's not supposed to be a sustainable income. I do have some reservations moving forward, however. Um, my concern is that with every controversy that occurs, YouTube will use the monetization process as an excuse and will continue to create requirements for its smaller YouTubers. Um, and if monetization allows videos to be promoted over non-monetized videos, then these moves will smother creators. Uh, there's no stopping YouTube from upping the requirements from 1,000, which really isn't that many subscribers, to 5,000, to 10,000, to 100,000. It's really up to them, and that is a concern because it feels like YouTube always addresses the problem once it becomes a problem, as in it hits mainstream media, rather than addressing it when their YouTubers are bringing it up. Um, they have a tendency to just not address issues. They ignore people, they don't support their creators, and they don't really care. They're always serving their advertisers. So that is a concern of mine moving forward, is that they're just going to be doing stuff for their advertisers and not be concerned about what content is being put on their site or not listening to creators when they bring things up. So what do these moves mean for the big picture? Uh, some smaller creators are looking for alternative sources. A lot of gaming YouTubers have said that they make more money off of sites like Twitch where they can live stream and they said it's easier anyway because you don't actually have to edit footage. Um, some people are relying more on Patreon for support and uh, there's people looking for other alternatives. There's the Brave browser that Philip DeFranco has been praising which allows you to not see ads but uh, of the ads that you would have seen, um, you can choose what creator you want those ads to go to. So you don't actually see them, but they get the ad revenue of what would have been. Uh, I don't think this is a straw that breaks the camel's back on its own, but YouTube's constant disregard for communication and choosing advertisers over creators has created a lot of frustration. Uh, I do think that this doesn't help the feelings of animosity that people have developed towards YouTube, especially with everything happening so close together with the kids app thing to the halting the monetization process to the Logan Paul issue where they didn't take down the video 
to not addressing the Logan Paul issue for over a week to just suddenly taking away monetization from people who have had it for a while. Um, if they keep piling things on that frustrate people, I think more sites will be open and available. However, I don't know of any other person who could support the servers and the bandwidth that YouTube has right now. So there's really nothing for them to worry about. Um, it's just what it is, but the more that they push people away, I'm sure the more competition will start to come up. Uh, I just want to thank you for listening. I will link YouTube's letter and Susan's blog post in the description. If you like this podcast and want more, please be sure to subscribe and share. I'm not sure how often I'll be uploading, but with the way that YouTube is going, I'll probably be uh, trying to create stuff fairly often. Uh, they're always seeming to be in some sort of, I don't know, controversy or another. I'm also trying to get my podcast up on iTunes so iPhone users can be notified whenever I upload a podcast. Um, please be sure to subscribe to my Patreon. I'll also put the link in the description for that. Any little bit counts. If you're listening on SoundCloud, please make sure to check out my YouTube channel. And if you're watching on YouTube, my SoundCloud link is in the description. Uh, well, this is goodbye for now, and hopefully I'll see you in a little while. Thank you for listening.